Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats and Boots and Cats, PJ's Podcast. Welcome to PJ's Podcast, where we speak of the three things that matter, politics, Jesus, and sports. I'm your host, Ruben Mitchell. Along with me, as always, Sir Monty Frazier. What is going on, Monty? Not much, man. Just It's, it's hump day, you know, it's getting through a, a good Wednesday. Looking, <laughs> looking forward to the weekend, man. That's right. That's right. Well, before we get going... Uh, please like and subscribe on Spotify and YouTube and like and follow on Facebook and Instagram or any social media platform we are on there. Helps us out tremendously. Please take a second to do that for us. With that, comments. We, we love comments. We do love comments and we're starting to get positive comments, which is actually nice. <laughs> I mean, I understand the world is full of hating trolls, but... Can we keep the bad comments down? <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's roll into some Culture Wednesdays. What do you say, Monty? Let's do it. I, I, I'm i looking forward to it. Yeah, so what we're going to do for this Wednesday is we're going to talk about weak men and why our culture likes to glorify the very feminine man. Like, where where have all... Like, what happened to, you know, strong men being, you know, in the spotlight, right? It seems mm. like every single man that, um, you know, is, is in the spotlight or a culture leader, uh, per se, is just a, a weak feminine man, right? Like, where are the men that are going to stand up for what is right and what is correct, and, you know, take on the responsibility of bringing up men instead of people that are victims. Like, when when is there going to be a man that steps up and, and does that that's in the spotlight? Man, I, I mean, I think there's men that want to do that. But but recently, the men that do that and, and uh, try... They just get they get blasted by everybody and they get put down or, you know, they get rejected or whatever the case may be. But cause like you said, uh, in today's society, uh, being a little feminine uh, speaks more volumes than being a masculine male. But, you know, where 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 is that that alpha male? You know, and I'm not talking about that, uh, like that Tate guy. Like, yeah, um, I don't like him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't like him. I'm not speaking. I'm not supporting that. So you're not, that's not what you want to be. But just you know, you know, the leader of the pack type of guy um, that's going to step up and you know take charge and um, make things happen. I, I don't. I don't know where he's at today. Well, it seems like we glorify the feminine man, right? Yeah. You look at all of our cartoons. You know the Disney movies now always bringing you know uh, either lesbians or, or gay men on on cartoons i mean it's the disney ceo or you know one of the higher ups basically said they are literally trying to push that on our children right mm -hmm. but i am just i am very very tired of the masculine man being demonized i just don't right. understand yeah. that i do not understand that i i understand that you can take masculinity uh, a little bit too far right but you we have to raise men 
we have to raise men. I mean, think about think about if uh, you know another nine eleven happened, right? Look how fragile our culture is, right? Mm. When it comes to uh, being a patriot, right? Men that are willing to stand up in the face of uh, everything that's wrong, right? Right. And something like that happens again. I don't think we're going to get the same effect than we did, you know, back in 2001. Right. Right. We're just not going to, I feel like our, for the last 10 years, we've been bringing up these men that don't respect freedom, don't want to stand up and, you know, fight for their family and, and fight for their country. Right. We, we are literally, you know, bringing kids up to hate America and despise uh, the military. And I just, I'm afraid that it's going to keep going downhill and then something catastrophic, 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 catastrophic. Catastrophic. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's going to happen. And we're not going to have enough men and women to stand up and fight for our country, right? And people who are going to be willing to give their life for their, you know, for their wife and kids. I just don't know if we have enough people to do that now. And that's, that's my fear. And I think the, the victim mentality that is plaguing our culture is one of the main culprits of this. Do you agree with that? Right. Yeah, no, I told I totally agree with that. Um, I mean, I think just as society as a whole, um, you know, has shifted over the past uh, decade or even two decades. You know, where you know, um, not say gender roles, but like every there's a role in every family of in it, and they have responsibilities to fulfill that role. And at, at some point, those those roles became blurred and started to cross. And um, you know, even like growing up. You know, and I know society as a whole has just gotten softer. Like what, how we used to talk, just friends talking back and forth, like what we used to say to each other. You try to say those things now. And people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> or even like some of the songs we used to listen to the other day, uh, Beth like had like a playlist playing and something came on. She's like, can you believe we used to listen to that? And I'm like, I'm like, I know that's crazy. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, just we've become like just softer as a society, um, like, even I don't know if you like remember Eddie Murphy when he was younger and he was doing stand up comedy and like Eddie oh, Murphy yeah. raw was like just Dude. like the craziest nastiest thing and then like you see Eddie Murphy now and he's doing like daddy daycare and, and like there's like yeah. no profanity or anything like that so like obviously it's just like as society has shifted we just become a softer and softer and softer society you know like um we're like we are just raising you know and you know and men get get it stands out more in men because, you know, women are supposed to be soft. Right. Um, so like it stands out more in men, but we're just raising it like just a soft society. And like, and like you said, like if we ever get to a point where we have to overcome some adversity, you know, like, like Ukraine's doing right now with Russia, you know, or like another nine 11, like, I, I don't know how we will be able to react either. It'd be very interesting. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, the kids that are 20 and 21 now are, you know, they're not out there trying to conquer, you know, the business world or, you know, 
just trying to, you know, uh, make themselves better. You know, they're wearing dresses right. and making videos on TikTok. You know what I right. mean? Like that's what they're doing right now. And yeah, TikTok's evil, by the way. Oh, don't worry, dude. We will get into <laughs> that because that is uh, there's some shady stuff going on. But yeah, again, I, I just I I I I I want to make sure that you know everybody understands that I'm not saying the toxic masculinity of you know beating your wife or being an asshole. That's not right. what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about the man right. that has to make hard choices and, yeah. you know, has to lose something to make those hard choices, but knows that that decision is going to better himself or his family in the long haul. And they make yeah. that choice, right? It, it's it's being a victim takes away from from, you know, us trying to create men like that, right? If you're always a victim- right then you're never going to stand up and, you know, admit your faults and admit your wrong to become a better right. man. Right. Right. I, I'll give you a, a great example of how bad the victim mentality is, is the shooting right in Tennessee was done by, you know, uh, which we, we made a, an error. We said it was a man, uh, a biological man, uh trying to be a transgender woman it's it was actually yeah, a biological woman trying to be a yeah. man but anyways if you look at the media the media is saying the trans community is the victim right and i mean how golly how wrong is that the victims are the three children that got shot yeah and the three the, adults yeah that got right. shot and every child in that school that had to endure something like that those are the victims right, right? but yep. we are so entrenched in victim mentality that the media is literally saying the person that shot those people is the true victim right how right. detrimental is that to society right it, i mean it 100% is right like you said uh even the kids that you know, didn't get shot, you know, they witnessed this, they had to, you know, live through this tra tragedy, this is going to affect them for a very, very long time, you know, I, I don't know how that school is going to be able to resume any anytime soon, having those, those young kids go back in that classroom, um, and try to actually learn and focus and pay attention, you know, when this just happened to them. So, like, those are the victims, those are the, the you know, the people that we should be talking about and being concerned about. And yeah, like, you know, I did I read an article today, and it was like, oh, the trans community, it doesn't feel safe in, in Nashville. And I was like, like, you guys aren't a victim here. Like, this isn't about you. Like, like, I, a person that identified as one of you did this deed to someone else. And like, and, and you want to, say that you, you're afraid that you're scared yeah so like get that, out of town that, with that that get, get out of town with that that totally uh, blows my mind you know and i mean i mean even the trans people everyone you know should be worried about that school and the people who you know were injured and, and were killed and, and those families involved and you know if they want to bring out a powerful statement they should stand up against that act and they should you know they should show some sympathy and support those people um I know that's not what we're here to talk about, but um, since it was brought up, but well, um, it, but it goes, it plays into it. I mean, it, it plays into the whole thing, 
right? Where right. are the men right. standing up right. and calling that BS, right? right. But a hundred percent, I want to, I want to hold on. I want to give a shout out to the, the Nashville police because you know uh, when they had the incident in uh, in Texas where the police waited for an hour, hour and a half outside of the school. Yeah, I mean those police storm that's the school they cleared those those rooms and you know and obviously they neutralized the the suspect and like but they were in and they were out and like they probably saved a lot more people doing that so um shout out to them for sure that's exactly right money that is what i'm talking about that's the type of men that we need who are willing to put their life on the line to protect others right mm -hmm. they didn't they didn't wait they went right in there right faced evil and conquered it right that's the type of of people that we need right we need more of those people right and sh it, you're 100% correct right thank you for that right thank mm. you for storming in there right and putting that evil down more power more yeah. power to you thank you for that because you're exactly right the the people in texas just sat around for like an hour and a half like that's right. how that's insane to me that right. is as a suspect insane. was walking around the school sh continue shooting bunch right. of little kids remember what i've always told you about being an adult right being a responsible adult is protecting the innocent protecting mm -hmm. those who can't protect themselves shame on you for being outside that school if you're a police officer, I don't care if my, you know, captain's like, don't go in there. I'm going in there. Right. right. Because that person yeah. has a gun and he's surrounded by innocent children. Right. Right. Don't be a police officer yeah. if you're not willing to run into that building. Right. Yep. So. And like, and the only thing like I can think of, like, obviously, as a dad of young children, uh, my first thought is like, think of that. If, think of your kid was in there. Right. And then like, that's, I mean, that's the mentality I have. And that's what we're talking about. Like, you're like, you know, I will do anything for my children. I would do anything to protect my children. And, and, you know, I, there's no way I could stand and wait outside that building knowing there's innocent children in there that, that, you know, might be, be harmed. Yeah. Yeah. I, you're exactly right. Um, I think any, any man that have uh, children that age and would have heard that would have, you know, ran in there to protect their, their child. And, yeah. uh, you know, thank goodness the cops didn't hesitate and got in there and took him down. And, uh, part of the note that she left said she actually was going to target some other schools, but the security yeah. was too high. This is the only school that didn't have uh security present. Right. So where she yeah. could do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that she goes was, into she was another, yeah, she was scouting. I mean, that goes into she another. She was scouting schools. Yeah, yeah, that goes into another argument that that we should have uh, on how to protect our protect our schools. But full circle on this one, um, we need to start raising men, not not little boys, um, not feminine men, uh, men that can make hard choices and uh, lead businesses and lead households. Um, you know, lead churches, uh, lead countries. Um, we just need more of it. We don't need these weak yeah. feminine men. Where do where do you see um, it started to change? Where do you see kind of kind of went south? Uh, with the transgender movement, 
I mean, think about it. The transgender movement glorified men dressing as women. Right. And to this day, that's culture. Our culture still glorifies men that dress as women. Um, so what's that going to produce? That's going to produce, you know, feminine men. Um, and I would say that probably started 10, 10 years ago or so, maybe a little bit more uh, than that. Mm-hmm. Um you know that i that's what i would put it on i think there's a whole uh bunch of things that uh has kind of got us to this point but i i think there are a lot of people out there that are um having their voice heard and uh, helping turn that ship a little bit uh jordan mm-hmm. peterson uh is one uh, you know, even Joe Rogan does a good job at it. Um, but there, there's multiple others that, that, uh, are on the right side of things, I, I think. So, but I mean, that, that's all I've got for, on this subject. Do you have any last words? Uh, no, not really. I think, I mean, it's a quick one, you know, quick, quick Wednesday culture thing, but I mean, I, obviously I, I mean, you're, you nailed it on the head is like, you know, we're not saying, you know, you should, you know, beat women or, you know, be a jerk or anything like that. You know, we just want you to, you know, be a protector of your household, you know, take care of your children, take Absolutely. care of your family and, you know, and just do it what you have to do to raise a strong and good family, you know? And, um, I know uh, people might say, oh, well, you can do that without being masculine. But I mean, obviously I, I think, like I said, in the family, everyone has a role to play and, um, and as you know, as a man, as a dad, as a father, like like I take it upon myself that that needs to be my job, and I think every every husband and man should feel the same. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. We, you know, I define masculinity not as um, you know a, a physical trait, right? Uh, right. More of yeah. willing to stand for truth and what right. is right. Uh, and willing to take on the consequences of standing up for that, right? right. And willing and on the, to, on the to flip take side. one to the chest for your family, right? right. Not cowering in the eyes of evil, right? right. Um, but like I said, on, on the flip side too, I I think like we talked about some of the definitions behind it. I think that term um, has been given a negative connotation by certain people in the media that make people feel like they, they can't be, or they shouldn't be masculinity masculine. So um, I think um, the definition needs to be refined to what it actually is and what it actually means, mm-hmm. you know, to be, you know, a masculine man. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm with you there. Stand up for what is right, make hard choices and protect your family at all costs. And that's what, yeah. that's what we do. That's one of the reasons we do this podcast is to help maybe change a little bit of the culture uh, to protect my kids from growing up in a society um, that is, you know, likes, likes all the the bad things in life. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't want my child to grow up in that. So I'm willing to put myself out there uh, for criticism and everything else to hopefully change that. Right. 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 You gotta do what's right. That's exactly right. All right. 
That was a good culture Wednesdays. We're staying on track for once, uh, which is nice. Let's <laughs> roll into some sports. What do you say? It and sports. I love it. I love it. It's it's been a slow week, obviously. Um, with the NBA, uh, NBA, you know, they're just gonna play out the next couple of games until the playoffs starts, and so obviously the player pictures slowly taking shape. But we'll have an update with that uh, about that as that gets closer. Uh, NFL, no big NFL news until the to the draft. Um, and then I think after, like, I think you mentioned it before, after everyone kind of gets the players they picked in their draft, I think those final free agent pieces will finally start mm-hmm. to come together and we'll see what teams actually look like and kind of make a forecast of what next season is going to be like. Um, NBA, they announced uh, or got leaked actually about the Hall of Fame inductees for this year. Um, there's some big names on this list. Uh, obviously, uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, Dirk Nowitzki, Paul Gasol, Tony Parker, Becky Hammond and Greg Popovich. What do you feel about those guys? It makes me feel old is what it does. <laughs> uh, I was like, I remember what it does, oh. man. Yeah. Oh man. That is, uh, it's insane to hear those names uh, being inducted into the hall of fame. It truly does make me feel extremely old. It's, it's uh, crazy <laughs> growing, up, growing up watching these guys play. And now you're like, Oh wait, they're in the hall of fame now. Yep. So, yep. Who, yeah, I think who's it's a your great, favorite player out of, that, out of that list? Um, I love Dirk. Dirk was yeah. uh, one of my favorite uh, seven footer, being able to shoot threes. Uh, the fadeaway was uh, unstoppable, and I think he was the leading force behind uh, big men shooting threes, uh, which almost changed yeah. the game of basketball. Same with Paul Gasol. Yeah. Paul Gasol could shoot, uh, but Dirk was the leading force behind that. Um, so in a sense, I think he changed the game of basketball. Uh, I love Tony Parker. Um, I'm always in favor of the small guy, right? Because I'm only six Mm -hmm. foot. Uh, yeah. So he was, he was a great player and Dwayne Wade, um, you know, he was good. That's about all I got to say about him. I mean, he was good. He was good, but I wasn't a huge fan of him. I like Dwayne Wade, especially his younger years, because, like, you know, we just watched the NCAA tournament. But, you know, he was like a no-name guy coming out of Marquette, you know, and he made his name because Marquette, I think he's either Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight. They played a number one Kentucky um, who was, you know, predicted to win the whole thing. And and, and D-Wade lit it up, and, and they upset they upset uh, Kentucky in the tournament. And that kind of, like, changed the course of his, like, career and his life after that. And obviously he went on to play in the NBA so, you know, we talk about small, small players, young like that, you know, playing at small schools, making a name for themselves. Like he was one of those guys that kind of came out of nowhere and ended up making a name for himself at a at a Marquette. So, but yeah, well, Tony Parker, that whole team was awesome playing for the Spurs. Paul yeah. Gasol in his re- relationship with Kobe. I, I love that. And of course, Dirk, man, Dirk, Dirk was such a good player. He, he, he literally man. could do, he could do everything. He could probably play every position, one through five. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm yeah. I got to be honest about Dwayne Wade, right? And I, there's a reason that I'm not a a fan of Dwayne Wade because I think he talking about basketball. Uh, I'm not talking about his family part, life. No, that's not what I'm saying. I think okay. he is partly responsible for the demise of NBA, along with right. LeBron James. The whole yeah. decision thing ruined the game right. of basketball, and and he yeah. partaked in it. So the, it has the, nothing to do with his, of... his, his outside life, whatever. That's not what I'm saying. 
What I'm saying okay. is him and LeBron James ruined the loyalty in the game of basketball. So yeah. I credit him with that. And that's why I don't like him. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, it was. The super teams obviously ruined the NBA because like you said, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Magic Johnsons, the Larry Birds, they would no, never leave their team to go play with their best friend or whatever. Like they wanted to beat those guys in the and Dwayne Wade and LeBron kind of changed all that. So, yep. yep. Anyway, kudos to those guys. It's great. It's a great list. Um, and so I'm excited to see them get inducted. Uh, next week, April, April 6th, starts the Masters. Are you excited for this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Favorite time of the year, right there. Masters every, year, every think... Monday before the Masters start. I uh, got some pine straw in my backyard and uh, there you go. I take a hack off the pine straw to initiate uh, master's week. Love me some masters. Yeah. It's going to be a, masters. a great, great tournament, man. I'm super yeah, yep. excited. Tiger Woods is back. Thank goodness. Back. Oh, it's going to be good, man. Um, There's going to be some extra, extra drama to it. Cause the, the live players are going to be able to play against the PGA players. Um, What's your thoughts on that? Is there going to be any, any drama coming out of that? Uh, I mean, there's always a little bit of drama. Any anytime you got Patrick Reed in the field, I mean, anything can happen, right? But yeah. the live guys should be able to play in it. Um, the Masters tournament isn't a uh, PGA sanctioned event, right? Like PGA doesn't run right. it. Masters can do what they want. Uh, you want to see the top players in it. The top players are in the live um, in live, so they need to play, right? If you right. were to win. The Masters without those guys in the tournament, you know, it would be like LeBron James winning during a COVID COVID year, right? It doesn't really yeah. count. So they need did, to actually. play. I know that's what I said. That's what I said <laughs> nobody gives a shit about that championship. Uh, but they need to play in it, right? Tigers playing, yeah. which is the biggest thing. Uh, I yeah. want to see him do well. He needs to do well. Um, so there's a, a more of an audience uh, watching the Masters, but wear green every day of the week and uh, yeah. crack some beer, cook some ribs, and watch some good golf, man. There you go. Uh, you mentioned Tiger is playing in it. Um, he has a fifty-five to one percent or fifty-five to one odds of winning it. Do you think he actually has a real chance of winning it? And will he ever win a tournament again? Oh man, that is tough, Monty. I do not know. Um, my gut, my gut tells me he he won't win again. But the the eighteen year old right watching Tiger, you know, just right. demolish everybody, says mm -hmm. that there's still a chance. Right. right. Uh, I I want him to win again. I I want. There's not. You know, the way Michael Jordan is, right, is, mm -hmm. and, you know, the only other people that I can think of that have that mentality was Kobe Bryant and Tiger Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods was asked, uh, are you ever going to, um, you know, win a master or win a major ever again, right? So mm -hmm. are you going to beat, you know, the major's record? And he said, I'm I'm not just going to beat it. I'm going to smash it, right? right? He thinks he can keep winning 
major championships, right? And that's the type of mentality that I love to see out of an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, my gut tells me that you can have that mindset, but you're not able to physically perform at the highest level, which I think that goes for Tiger Woods. I mean, he's on, almost on one leg, right? You see him walk, he's hobbling everywhere. I'm sure he's tired. Yeah. We saw him at the U.S. Open. He looked tired towards the end of the rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's freaking Tiger Woods, man. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like yeah. anything can happen yeah. with that dude. So you can't you can never count put it out. out of the question, right? Yeah. Um, I I think... I think uh, uh, Justin Thomas takes it down this year. Wow. That's who I have wow. going. Okay. That, perfect. So, that was my next question because odds to win, it's uh, John Rahm, Scotty Scheffler, Rory, Cameron Smith, and Jordan Spieth are your top five uh, players according to Vegas, the Vegas odds. Um, but But you think it's someone outside the top five, huh? Well – I'll tell you who I want to see win is Rory. I want to see Rory win, right? Watching him implode the about 10 years ago and watching him hit a shot that I hit off the 10th tee, you know, just a snap hook 150 yards into the backyard of somebody's house. That's something I would do, but it was painful to watch, right? Cause he was really young at that point. Um, Mm. I, I want to see. I want to see him win, and I think his game is to the point where it's it may be the best it's it's been in a long time. Uh, and he keeps talking right. about it, telling everybody how how good his game is right now. I that's who I yeah. want to see win. I think Justin Thomas is going to take it down. His game is spot on right now. Uh, I think uh, <laughs> Scotty's always got a shot, right? He, he he always has a shot at it. Uh, John John Rom's the best golfer in the world, right? But is he? I, I don't know if he's going to win the Masters or not. I th- I think Justin Thomas is is my winner this year, um, yeah. but I really hope Rory does well this year. Yeah, actually, I I'd love Rory to win just to do it in front of the live guys too. Like they'll they'll never live that down as much <laughs> shit he talks about. I I do uh, hope somebody outside of live wins though. Like yeah. I, I really, really hope somebody outside of live wins. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I agree. So that's going to be exciting. Like I said, that starts next Thursday. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll be front of the TVs for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and hopefully we'll see tiger and his famous red on Sunday. So let's hope um, so, man. Moving to major league baseball. The season starts uh, next week, I believe. I know you're, Oh, or starts Thursday starts this week. Starts today today tomorrow i i don't i don't know what day it is obviously it does (laughs) but the season starts tomorrow uh have you uh been hearing about this uh pitch clock they they use in this um in spring league yeah so um i know there was a lot of complaining about it right and i just don't think people are used to it yet um right i Man, when you're hitting, you don't need to do the, you know, uh, Nomar Garcia Parra, tap your toes <laughs> seven times, check your batting gloves, get up there. Hit. I mean, one of the major issues with baseball is it just takes freaking forever, right? Yep. And as much as, as the uh, guys like me who 
like the old style baseball, um, you know, kind of fight it. I think it's necessary to get the the games down in time. Um, as we know, our attention span gets shorter and shorter, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So introducing something, they'll get used to it. They'll get used to it. I mean, it's new. I just, I don't yeah. think people are, are used to getting up there and uh, not doing their rigmarole every single time they step in the box, uh, but they'll mm-hmm. get used to it. And I think, I think it's yeah. good. I think in the long term, it's going to be good for the game of baseball. I think so too. Um, obviously, like like you said, they introduced it to make to make the game faster. Um, last year, the, an average game was three hours and three minutes long. That is, <laughs> that is like crazy. Forever. So forever. So um, they tried it in spring training, um, and it took twenty six minutes off each game on an on yep. average. So now, so you take it down to two and a half hours. Um, hopefully that that'll make it a little more faster, a little more exciting and kind of keep things going a little bit. Um, who are your predictions, early season predictions uh, to win the American League, the National League, win the whole World Series? And who's your uh, MVPs? Uh, that is a lot, Monty. <laughs> That's ah, a, I know. We'll have to uh, uh, do a deep dive uh, yeah. on another episode on, on why I – who I think is going to do all that. What I will say is Houston looks great as always, right? The Yankees keep piling on good talent. Um, you know, they have the money to spend every single year. Uh, they buy players. So obviously uh, they look good. I'm excited about my Cardinals. Um, when we have uh, Rob on, uh, this Friday, I'm going to have him give us a little bit of the Cardinals update on the team. He watches every single spring right. training game and knows the entire right. roster uh, back and front to back. So, um, man, I, I I couldn't tell you who's going to be, you know, the MVP this early, right? It seems like every year somebody comes out um, out of the woodworks to to compete for that spot. Uh, all I know is Yankees look really, really good. Houston is is going to be hard to beat. Um, and the Padres actually look very, very good, too. There's a, They have a shortstop who throws about 117 miles an hour from, from uh, shortstop to first base. I mean, he's a freak of yeah, nature, least... and he's like seven foot. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on Aaron Judd with the home runs. Right. That man is a freak. Mm-hmm. Also, he's a monster, an absolute monster. So um, this is one of the reasons I, I I just I love April when it comes to sports. You have baseball going. You have basketball starting to wind up. You have the Masters. Uh, you've got the combine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a it's a really good time for for sports. You got nice weather coming in. So everybody's excited about going out and, and watching games and different things like that. So. Uh, this year is going to be yeah. fun. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be a good year. I'm I'm actually surprised no one's talking about the Angels. We know, like we said, with uh, Otani on the on on the mound and batting, and then you got Mike Trout still there. Um, I'm surprised no one's given them any love. But but yeah, well, this is, because this is a good year. that's the only two people they have, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> they, their entire payroll is on all those two players, basically. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be exciting to see, like you said, opening day is Thursday. Um, the Masters starts. 
Um, the NCAA tournament kicks back off in the final four for the men and women on Saturday. Then you have the draft, NFL draft. So there's exciting times coming up in the next couple of weeks. That's for sure. But that's all we got Absolutely. on sports today. Monty, look at us with our time. We're doing so well. We need to uh, find something to just uh, talk about for the next hour so we can make this an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> 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 uh, so uh, the Jesus portion, uh, we're going to have Rob back on uh, this Friday to uh, go into dispensationalism uh, or dispensation. So we're not going to touch on that. Really, there's only one thing I want to say, which is the Father loves you. The Father loves you so much. And it astonishes me that people fight uh, having a relationship with the Father, right? If the, if the Father is the creator of the world and all he wants to do is love you, and do good to you why would you not right. want that relationship it really does right. baffle me right and anybody that has that relationship knows how comforting how warming uh how much love the father shows and you know i had a conversation with somebody uh, not that long ago and my question to him is what if you're wrong right you say there's not a god I say there is. What if you're wrong? Right? If I'm wrong, so what? I I spend my entire life, right, doing what's good and right and I'm going to live a great life. But mm -hmm. if you're wrong, you could have lived your entire life with the creator of the universe trying to do good to you. And you know, you said you said it was a fairy tale you know your that scenario uh does not end well for you you know what i mean so that's really the only take i, I have today is just the father loves you the creator of the world wants to have a relationship with you wants to love you wants to to pour yeah. out goodness on you right and it just doesn't make any sense to me to not uh at least investigate that yeah, absolutely. Well, well said, Ruben Mitchell. Well said. Well, that's about it, man. Uh, mm -hmm. We did good. <laughs> we actually did yeah. good. We kept this thing. Uh, what? Where? Where are we at? About forty-five minutes or so. We have probably right about forty-five minutes. Not, not right. quite an hour yet. So there we go. You know. Any last words before we uh, sum this thing up? Uh, no, man. Uh, not nothing. Nothing for me. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. All right, man. Uh, we'll be back Friday with uh, our guest, uh, Rob Mitchell, to talk more about dispensationalism and uh, the kingdom. Other than that, brother, I love you. Love you, brother. All right, buddy. Bye. I'll see you later. Bye.